0: Author of Hidden History, Crimes and Cover-Ups in American Politics, 1776 to 1963, and Survival of the Richest, Donald Jeffries, Separates the Real from the
1: Unreal,
0: Fact from Fiction, Fact from Fiction,
1: Reverse Engineering our Manufactured Reality. And now, from just outside the swamp-infested Washington, D.C., this is I Protest with Donald Jeffries.
0: And welcome to iProtest. Protest. This is Donald Jeffries. My guest today is someone I interviewed uh, once on my old iProtest protest show, uh, back when we were with TFR. Marianne Heinen, who's probably known to many of you as Bee Lady. Uh she is the she's an investigative journalist and she's the founder and editor-in-chief of the Health magazine and marketplace Honey Colony, thus the uh, the name Bee Lady. He's also a functional medicine consultant coach and the director of the award-winning documentary film Vanishing of the Bees, narrated by Elliot Page. Uh, we'll get, I'll let her give out all her links later. Uh, she also has done a lot of work on the George Floyd case. And just to, as if she, is there anything else needed, she was also there on January 6th in Washington, D.C. <laughs> so she's a very interesting person. Uh, Marianne, welcome back to the show.
2: Thank you, Donald. Thank you for having me. It's oh, been a while. Place. And yeah, it funny. has. <laughs> and I didn't even know who you
0: were when you were, wait, oh, that's the bee lady. I you know, she was <laughs> talking about it. But, uh, and we have uh, we also keep running into each other. I think you were uh, on the panel on the divulgence uh, year uh, anniversary that we were on last week. So yes. we're running in the same circle. So you're doing a lot of work. So this is exciting stuff. How, I don't know where you want to get started. What do you want to talk about first? You, there's so many things that uh, you, you have your fingers in.
2: Yeah, it's interesting because I feel like I don't do enough work every day. That's what drives me. It's like a bee, just pollinating out there, cross-pollinating, and uh, trying to understand the real history, stay in the present, and anticipate what the cabal is planning in the future.
0: Absolutely. So let's let's say you wanted to talk about – because we'll get to your – your other work, but you said you wanted to talk, and I'm fascinated by this um, this work you've done on George Floyd. Tell us uh, about how, how did that come about and what exactly are you doing in that case?
2: Yeah, how did it come about? I can blame Google whistleblower Zach Voorhees for <clears throat> inviting oh, yes, yes. me. We were in the jungle because um, I escaped to Costa Rica when the pandemic hit in March, I wanted to go earlier. I knew this was coming because I've been covering medical freedom and vaccines since 2012. <laughs> so <laughs> this was to be expected, except we didn't think it was going to be Rona. Many of us thought it was going to be Ebola. So I was in the jungle and I had not heard of George Floyd and Zach asked me to choke him and do the um, George Floyd challenge so I tentatively put my knee on his neck. And then I said, well, if you really want to know how he died, I need to call the medical examiner. One of the stories, many, many stories that I've done, I've always uh, had a fascination with death since uh, I was a teenager. When my first story for the Montreal Gazette was on the rising rates of uh, cremation. And then later, I had a ride along with a homicide detective, and I asked him to take me to the coroner's office in Los Angeles. So in any case, I called the medical examiner and they told me that the report would take weeks and weeks and weeks. That's a quote. And two hours later, the CNN, CNN was talking about preliminary findings. So I was like, huh, well, that's kind of weird. Then the next day I interviewed his employee, uh, employer, George Floyd at the Conga. So I interviewed Giovanni and I uh, do pattern recognition. I'm very perceptive and I pay attention to something called details, (laughs) where the devil is. (laughs) No one pays attention to them anymore. So I noticed that there were certain talking points that the employer were hitting that seemed a little bit canned. And then I also saw the supposed sister, Bridget Floyd, on TMZ as they started doing the rounds with the media whores, the prostitutes and the parrots, and noticed that she was wearing a shirt that said, I can't breathe. And I thought to myself, that's a little detail that, for example, that I pay attention to. And I'm like, huh, where'd you get that shirt, honey? Are print shops essential on the lockdown? Did someone (laughs) FedEx that to you overnight? How
0: long long after the incident did you see her in the shirt? May 26th. The day, okay, after. the day after she already had an I can't breathe shirt. Yes. Wow. That, that is very significant. Okay. Go, go,
2: go so ahead. Nobody <laughs> is paying attention in the real world. Yeah. yeah. Take three years, which is what I've been doing. I'm actively investigating. I have FOIA. I have a lot of things that I've been told to keep safe in any case. So I did a search, not on Google For I Can't Breathe and uh, Benjamin Crump, who I did not know who he was, and George Floyd. And, oh, Eric Garner said I Can't Breathe 11 times in 2014. And he was also represented by Benjamin Crump. Huh. Interesting. Mm Interesting. Meanwhile, literally the next day, we brought in mask mandates. And so people are wearing face diapers. And when I wore my face diaper, guess what came to mind? I can't breathe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, literally. So this uh, 27 times of saying I can't breathe. Now, then they sat on the body-worn footage, Keith Ellison. And when they dropped it in August... I watched it and, and I thought, oh my God, wh- what 46 year old behaves this way? If could I behave this way? <laughs> Th- this guy was acting like a pussy wimp. Mm-hmm. And that's the 10 minutes before. So I thought to myself, I'm still in the jungle. I'm gonna call the the journalist at the Daily Mail. So I went to pull up the Daily Mail and oh look, it just happens to be someone I used to drop vapid Hollywood information to at InTouch. How coincidental. So, so <laughs> many things have happened like this to just direct me. Even yesterday I was going to sleep and I'm like, this obsession, it's, it's really, this investigation is really taxing, especially when there's no real support or I can't find them because, you know, like Sasha Baron Cohen said, you'll have freedom of speech, you just won't have freedom of reach. So people can't reach me. I know there's people that want the truth and I've got the goods. And then, of course, now learning that, oh, Candace Owen is doing a documentary after I brought her my trailer and I don't have a billionaire uh-huh. husband. So I wonder... Given that the attorney for Derek watched my trailer and said, wow, I want to see the rest of this. And I'm like, I want to see the rest of it, too. That's why I need to raise funds to just pay an editor and cover my thousands of dollars because I've purchased all the exhibits of the footage and I am putting together a book that will be published by Sophia. The only publisher that had the balls to go with this story, because there's no question, I'm an excellent writer and and researcher, and uh, I'm making a film that will go along with the book. It was, I was trying to understand what happened at, from seven thirty to nine thirty when he was pronounced dead, and to better understand, because I am very detail oriented, I purchased all of the footage. And putting it together to show the boys and girls at home what really happened. And more so, why did they leave all of this on the cutting room floor? Mm -hmm. And um, the latest, there's a trial coming up. People might have George Floyd fatigue. But this was the event that (laughs) ushered in a color revolution. They call it, my book is called George Floyd or Operation George Floyd, a multi-layered PSYOP examined because i say if george floyd was a stone he would be killing a lot more than two birds
0: yeah absolutely so now what do you, what do you do you delve into what i find uh, remarkable about it is is the cop involved here was it daryl chauvin or whatever uh this derek, derek chauvin and <clears throat> this guy is i mean, The idea that he was, I mean, I I don't put anything past police because I I talk about police, (laughs) their conduct all the time or their misconduct. But to me, uh, he was being filmed from various angles. This was pretty well filmed uh, incident. So and the fact he just continued to keep his whatever, how much he was pressing or whatever, whatever he was doing. He did it for a long time and he was looking right at the people. And it's if nothing else, that's really bad optics. He had to know that. And then, what about the relationship? Didn't didn't he? Didn't the two of them, he and
2: George Floyd, work together as bouncers at a bar or something? Then they have some kind of relationship. So Derek, I don't understand why Derek continued to put his knee on the, on George's neck way after the guy passed out. So this is again like to your point. I'm not defending cops. I'm not yeah. defending corruption and the MPD and all of Minnesota, is pretty hella corrupt. And what is this really covering up? Again, multi-layered, multi-purpose, a Mexican cartel money laundering fentanyl operation that is with the complicity of the government, the Tim Walses, the Jacob Fries. So that's why my what I have is um, to be kept safe and to be treasured. And when I ask God, like, what, why, you know, it's not like I set out to do this story, but I'm very, just like when I made a film about the bees, I told myself by the time I'm done, I will not be afraid of bees and I will know everything there is to know about them. And I will become an an author. So it's the same thing with George that now it's, I'm very, if you, you know, it's, it's, it was a club. Someone said it was a strip bar. I'm very, like, we have to be detailed and accurate because now you are accurate and you're attacked. Imagine if you are, and there's a lot of disinfo in this story. Now, Derek and any officer, the fact that they put files online, you want to learn about Derek? Well, you can just go to this website and read his 79-page personnel file now it's very interesting that he was in the military that he graduated as a cook not a cop and that he also served at Fort Benning which is aka the school of assassins and nobody talks about this and nobody can tell me what he was doing there arguably he was there in 2004 which meant that at the time he was working at El Nuevo And he was a cop and he was also had real estate um, certificate and had a house, at least in Florida. Now, if you really look at what goes into a money laundering operation, I joke that this area, Hennepin, Minnesota, Minneapolis, it's like it's like the Ozarks, but on COVID. So you have all your essential businesses, your your sorry, your legitimate operations, but now they're shut down because of a lockdown. So let's just torch it all, right? <laughs> so if you look at where the damage occurred, if you look at the fact that Maya Santa Maria sold her El Nuevo building, which was worth millions in January, 2020, that's very convenient. The The ground where El Nuevo is on is not as expensive as, as that iconic um, 1808 um, Oddfellows Building, that that um, that was disseminated. It was ruined along with Precinct Three. So Derek is a very interesting character. I don't know what he learned. I I interview a lot of people that go in the book, but I share the interview. So Kathy well, O'Brien, well,
0: well, Chris in the chat room is, is asking, what do you know why? Um, Derek Chauvin was driving around in a hundred thousand dollar sports car when he was supposed to be an average cop. Where could you, how could
2: you possibly afford something like that? Because he works for the Mexican cartel and he worked for other clubs, other than <laughs> other than. Okay, take a look at this. Did you know that he's wanted for tax evasion? So his trial, <laughs> the hearing, was going to be in um, July. So in May. I reached out to the attorney general of that county and May. April, this attorney general died at 66 with six grandchildren and six great-grandchildren. He had fought against law child trafficking cases before. Did they off him? So now the trial has been, the hearing has been pushed to, Wow, I think it m- might be September. Wow, I have to look. Mm. Um, sorry, I'm just making a note for myself. But yeah, so so that's why he can drive that type of car. Of course, there's there's two ends of the spectrum. There's, let's say, Joel Gilbert, who directed the amazing movie, the Trayvon Martin hoax. And believes that this is a case that's co-opted after the fact. And then on the other end, my editor, um, who, who has delved into this operation before, who thinks it's entirely staged. And I, as a real journalist, have to source and prove everything as a real investigator. And then in the last chapter, I will share what I have come to believe and I'm not able to share everything that I've discovered. To, sure,
0: to... You, want, you want you want people to buy your book, and I understand that. I don't want you to give away the. I but... want to
2: finish the book. Before
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 you, uh, but you're clearly asking a lot of interesting questions, and I'm just fascinated by the fact that his sister was wearing I I can't breathe shirt the next day. Obviously, as you said, they, I don't I don't know that much about uh, <laughs> t-shirt production, but uh, that it's that nice. would be. That would be incredibly quick. <laughs> to,
2: Leftover shtick from Eric Garner. Bring it yeah, out. Bring out yeah. the extra t-shirts.
0: Yeah, maybe they maybe Eric
2: Garner's family got it. Oh, home. so much more to to yeah. It, it's uh, it's a very fascinating, juicy case, and and uh I hope to to be able to uh, bring it forth to the world and be supported.
0: Well, especially when well you certainly have some interesting kind uh, uh, connections. How how did you get, I guess, I, sh- I guess she was Elliot, Ellen page. Then how did you get somebody like that? A big movie star to to uh, narrate your book about the bees. I mean, to uh, your movie about the bees.
2: Well, I had other celebrities that were Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah. And I had a wish list of celebrities knowing that a celebrity has to, Oh, all of a sudden you give a shit about the bees. Okay. Let's go with a celebrity mm-hmm. then. I mean, it's a different time. But so I had a wish list. I approached many, and and actually Maggie Hall, I approached her manager, and they asked me to have it be, um, have it be exclusive, which I didn't know at the time what that meant. But I'm like yeah. sure. In the meanwhile, I prayed to the bees a lot, and I I believe that I'm blessed by the bees and other magical, positive beings, that values, the sacred and not Satan. And, um, my friend showed the film came out. It was narrated by Amelia Fox in the UK first, and it was a little bit too BBC for me. And I wanted to re edit it with, um, someone from North America or didn't have a British accent. And my friend brought it to his friend and he didn't tell me that was Leo. So he showed it to Leo DiCaprio, and then Leo showed it to his mom. And then they're on the set of Inception. And uh, the AD killed a honeybee uh, near the craft Foods. And Ellen, then Ellen, said, what the F are you doing? Don't you know that bees are dying? And Leo got word. And then Leo shared... uh, the, shared the the film with with Ellen, and uh, she met our common friend Peter. Next thing you know, I was having lunch with her at Le Pain Quotidien in Los Angeles, where I escaped. I escaped China, Fornia about seven months ago. <laughs> and so I wanted to go with Ellen because she was a, she was aware <clears throat> of permaculture. She had she knew who Michael Pollan was, who's in our movie, and she was intelligent and versed in what's going on. So I went with Ellen Page, and uh, then I got her on Bill Maher. And why would I? Why would Bill need my help? But but he said if you get if you can get Ellen on because Ellen is very shy or was shy and was reticent. And I would have gone with Maggie. Maggie has an awesome voice, but I couldn't sit and look at Maggie and Maggie, she was in New York and perhaps, and also we paid the celebrity. It, it's not like, you know, they right, have that, yeah. that are with, with the, that yeah, I didn't think they would like work for free. free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. So that's how, and the day that I directed Ellen, and George Langworthy, my co-director, a honeybee. One honeybee flew into my office, and just was in the corner of the room watching the whole time. Yeah, the bees—the bees are magical, and I, I really, I really miss those times. I'm an empath, and I've—I've uh, I've don't really talk about my healing or my spiritual self but it's more and more obvious that it's very needed. We are very much lacking in wisdom. And I believe they don't want me speaking and they've silenced my voice because I'm actually a real fucking person. Excuse my language. And I'm influential. And I've also reversed lupus. I'm 49 years old and I've put myself back together after being hit by an SUV and being dragged 50 feet across the cement. Oh, yeah. Being outfitted You're with a metal 13-inch metal rod. And so people don't want to know, don't want yeah. the, the You came out
0: that, of it look you came out of it none the worse for the wearer. That's great. Boy, that's why well, you you certainly bounced back.
2: Yeah. Well, it's possible. It's possible. I've almost died many times and I believe I'm here on a mission and I just want to be left alone to do it. Um and becoming increasingly aware of the way things really work, having now studied Tavistock.
0: Yeah. Well, you, 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 you have, like I said, you have your fingers in so many different things. I want to shout out Svetlana Danek, who I guess is on the Facebook thing. My friend from Armenia. Good to see you here. Uh, Obviously uh, Chris Grace has the other question. Rhonda Tate, um, Stephanie Green, Tom Cooper. Good to see you guys. Any questions you have? Uh, you know, one day we're going to get these phones back, but for now we just have to go with the questions. <laughs> um, Chris is also saying, does, uh, does she know that the same corrupt coroner that gave fake causes of death for the January six folks that were yeah. killed, not to mention ordering all be cremated within days, left D.C. and was involved in the Floyd case? Did you know that?
2: Yes. Actually, Gary, I believe, told me it's Roger Mitchell is a Muslim Brotherhood agent. Yeah.
0: That's it. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Well, and Gary's, well, Gary's uh, obviously done some great work on January 6th. So let's t- talk, cause I've, I've had a lot of it, not a lot, but I've had several people that were at January 6th last week. I had Victoria White who is uh, in danger of, of getting 30 years, a 30 year sentence for doing nothing but getting beat up by the cops. Uh, and I had um, Eric, the J6 and on guy as well there who uh, is a, the risk of prosecution as well. So, what what is your story? You were there, and I assume that uh, you're not in danger of prosecution because I have somebody else I've had on my show whose identity has to remain secret because she is scared of being prosecuted. Are you? Do you know you that you want to come won't knock be? on
2: my door, FBI? I've got footage <laughs> saying stop. I'm the not body. gonna.
0: I'm not gonna do it. But
2: yeah, insane. you want to come knock on my door? I've got a couple of questions for you, FBI agents. <laughs> so, what are you gonna come and do? What I didn't go inside anywhere. I'm a journalist. And I was reporting and uh, I believe that the election was stolen based on research that I did in a six part series on activist post with dealing with, again, details. But there's so much gaslighting and so much just repeating over and over the lies that become truth. And here we have it, a deadly insurrection and a big lie. So I went as part of. The the Patriots. I had a lot of friends and colleagues that went there, and um, I woke up that day and I told Zach it's going to be a historical day today. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, then it was the crack of dawn, and uh, I had wanted to get it, to be able to energetically scan Trump. And I had missed an opportunity in Florida and Ali Akbar let us into the VIP. So I was literally, I don't know, 10 feet away from Trump and it was hella cold. He was behind Bulletproof. The amount of people I have footage that I've never gotten to share that I thought I was uploading towards a uh, investigation, but I'll get to Rudy Giuliani. So I left early because I wanted to warm up and get ready to go and listen to the speakers that that were speaking, Mickey Willis, Zach, um, I believe Charlene Bollinger was organizing it and it was dispersed and I was walking and I was listening to the hearing because I actually as a journalist listen to the sources so I can see how it's maligned in the media. And they said that Pence was a traitor. And I'm like, what do you mean? He hasn't even, he's not, it's not even his turn yet to question the electors. And let's remember that because of what happened, that by the time they came back and they think they finished at at three in the morning, and I have the specifics in my article, they basically questioning anything The amount of electors that was the legislators that were going to question things dwindled and it never happened because this was a big disruption. So I walked maybe six miles back from the speaker to the Capitol back and forth. In retrospect, I now remember seeing tons of officers in on the side somewhere and they were just in rows waiting to be dispatched but the thing is i think that they were dispatched after the mayhem had occurred when i finally i was going back and forth and i i wanted to i got tear gassed once i went close up and the scaffolding i i'm like oh that's great the the inauguration hasn't occurred and now this is like this is a a, a jumping gym. This is a, the scaffolding, it became a place that you could climb. How perfect. I remember seeing Waldo. Really? Where's Waldo? Where's Antifa? Are you kidding me that a Patriot's going to dress up as Waldo? No, no. So then I was looking for a man to keep me protected. Cause I wanted to go back in, not in the rotunda, but just in the, the center where the pink woman with the bullhorn? That I was like, where did she get the bullhorn? Well, um, and then seeing, I was scanning for patterns. Okay, so I was first scanning for someone like, can you keep just keep an eye? I was scared to get crushed because I'm I'm five five on a good day, and I was also freezing so cold. So mm-hmm. then I was scanning people. And what does that mean? I just I energet- I can read energy, get a sense of someone, which I realized not people don't necessarily do. I was like, who are these people? These are not like patriots. These are like derelicts. And then I asked one guy, and for whatever reason, I'm, I said, Are you Matt Couch's? Do you know Matt Couch? And he looked like he goes, Oh, I'm I'm Matt Couch's videographer on, on for this for this event, this wild event. So he had done detail for Trump. So as fate would have it, he could keep me safe. And he's like, you want to go back in? And I said, yeah. And so we got eventually tear gassed again, which was worse than the first time. But I got up so I could have a good vantage point. And I, I noticed that people were wearing green. And I heard like, oh, wear a green t-shirt, wear a green cap. Like it's a casting call. I, I started I worked in Hollywood, and uh that's not a patriot color. And then in retrospect, Millie Weaver saw people wearing orange, which shows me that I was right and they had color-coded different operatives. But I took part in a live action role play, and as fate would have it again, Jason had run out of um space on his phone and he asked me to film him and so I filmed him and then that night he told me that Rudy Giuliani wanted he wanted to give the footage to Rudy. So the next day I found myself at the Willard with Rudy. And when I walked in, I was like, huh, Millie Weaver Tori, hmm, is this just gonna end up a documentary? Mm. Millie Weaver
0: was that Millie Millie Weaver had already uh left InfoWars by that point, right? Yes. Hmm, Why would she she be with Rudy? She made a
2: documentary. I was right. There's a documentary she did. It's a good documentary.
0: Okay.
2: About about what happened. But I thought that I was giving my footage to an investigation, not Mm -hmm. for Rudy Giuliani's Common Sense Show, which he showed my footage without giving me credit or asking my permission, and he showed it again this year.
0: Boy, that's a, Did you try to contact him about that, or
2: I tried to see if I can send him a, a demand letter yeah. to pay me.
0: Well, he you,
2: or, or credits me. Yeah, Or credits me. No, it's that's that's what happens when you're real. People co-opt your stuff and they pretend that it's theirs. You should know that, yeah. right?
0: Yeah. Well, you well, you know, Gary McBride. He's he's uh, the Epic Times did the exact same thing to him. They used a lot of his work, and they didn't credit for him in their documentary, and they just didn't give him credit. I mean, it's just you know, most of the time people don't even want to get paid necessarily, but they just yeah. at least want, they don't they don't want their work stolen and not being credited for that this was their work. So that's yeah. that's, that's an that's,
2: attorney. That's, Doesn't an attorney know better than that?
0: No, you would think, but maybe they think you you wouldn't be able to do anything about it or something. But so so the document. So he was. Millie Weaver has a, a different documentary, though. I haven't seen her documentary. She's got yeah, no,
2: I Yeah, I, I mean, I don't have a documentary. I just had footage that I was uploading thinking there was going to be a real investigation. Mm-hmm. But sometimes lawyers are brought in as gatekeepers to make sure things don't go anywhere. So who knows? I don't know.
0: So when you were there with January 6th, whoever you were around... Uh, did the people around you, because I mean, they, they arrested so many people and so many of them were outrageous. And then later they came to the FBI's coming to people's homes still, I think, and still arresting people that weren't even in the Capitol. Uh, did you did you see Ray Epps, the guy they talk about all the time, the obvious no. undercover agent? You, you didn't no, run I'm into these people? i
2: working with someone. I mean, yeah, I know. I know who he is, of course, because yeah, I was yeah. writing and 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 tracking and I was keeping my eye on John Sullivan who yes, made $70,000 yes. and I looked into him and his bro and his daddy and mm-hmm. who they are. And I called that. Oh yeah. The impeachment trial. Watch, watch, watch. They're going to show his footage. Yeah, yeah. He showed his footage. So well, yeah, it's an operation. Well, a lot of people
0: question is that because everything was so well filmed. I mean, there seemed, there seemed to be people ready for them inside and everything it just seemed, it seemed like this was uh Kind of a, a pre-planned thing, but then how far do you because I mean, do you obviously I've, I have I haven't talked to any of the prisoners, but I mean we know people like Joe Biggs supposedly are in prison there. I mean, what do you make of the fact? I mean, how how sad is it that the people the people that are there have been in prison for over a year and a half now, denied all due process, and no one seems to care. I mean, I, I don't see anybody complaining about it really.
2: Yeah. Meanwhile, you know, I have a friend that is in jail. Um, for cons- well, conspiracy—that's they can, you can do nothing, and they can charge anyone with conspiracy. Hasn't even been trialed under Operation Quack Hack. What's that? That's an actual FDA operation, Operation Quack Hack, which they launched in March 2020 for people like me who dare to use the word preventative, or sell vitamin C, silver, magnesium. So when Trump said, "Don't, don't, um, or drink." Deter, um, detergent. We talked about a detergent. He was referencing chlorine dioxide. And I had been speaking to Mark Renon of Genesis Church because I broke the story with the help of Mike Adams. Still today, likely your your listeners have not heard of Operation Quack Hack. I had Stephen Hahn, yeah. the FDA commissioner, tweeting about my company Honey Colony while he's arguably mm-hmm. in quarantine. You know, smear pieces, like four smear pieces in Media Matters and then oh, the FDA got an anonymous tip. So I had already interviewed Mark Grenon and they hauled him off and they paraded him and they put him in shackles and they put him in a face diaper. He was in Columbia and they arrested his sons in Florida. So to your point, yeah, I have two people that I've formed relationships with the other one being maurice lester hall who was with george floyd that day who are in jail as far as mark grenon who's who's there he was in columbia in columbia he had a phone he could stop his wife once a month i mean it was Mm -hmm. like it was like house arrest under rona right (laughs) right right then he gets brought to miami his, sorry, his son was extradited to Miami two days after a prison protest that I organized with Christopher Key of Vaccine Police that a whopping 11 people showed up to. You know, so you wonder, again, real, this is real. This is not like faux or you know reality it's television. And so then three weeks ago, they sent from Columbia, Mark, to Miami detention center, which is uh, nicely located at 33, it's at 33, and then they just sent him to Texas, where he's in a psych prison because now they're going to do an, they've been doing an evaluation. These guys have not. This family has not seen the sun, has not eaten real food. One of them hasn't seen his literal son, and they have not gotten the, a speedy trial four of the constitutions have been violated. So yes, that is the phase that we are going to where we have people that were at J6 other people that have had to take plea bargains like Brandon Strucker or yeah. Simone Gold to not languish in jail. It is it is a it is frightening. It is frightening.
0: Especially when you see when you watch the uh the nationally televised hearings of these people being tried on television where everybody can, and there's no defense allowed, it's one side of prosecution. How can anybody expect that to even have a, a feign, the fact that they could have a, a fair trial after that? I mean, obviously, if you've been tried on television already, <laughs> you don't stand a chance in any kind of court. So these are, I, well, you know, I, I, any of them can get off, my hat goes out to them. But man, I don't, I don't know how they can even launch a defense if they can get a lawyer. And we know that a lot of them don't have lawyers.
2: It's it's so sad, Don. It's so it's so sad. It's 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 sad. And when they started censoring, I remember defending Roseanne Barr, and um, someone's like, "Oh, you're a Roseanne Barr fan," and I I now am, but I said I'm a freedom of speech fan, and I said Roseanne today, you tomorrow, and here we are. Okay. That was 2018. I was one of the first to cover what I popularized as techno-fascism and covered Google's medic update. And that's how I came across Zach, because in my findings, I'm the one who told him that Google is a drug company, that Calico, Alphabet, Verily are involved. They were involved in the year the decade of vaccines. We're in the decade of vaccines. Mm-hmm. And they were trying to develop a one-size-fits-all flu shot. And so they buried my website, honeycolony.com. And I was one of the first to sell CBD. Now everyone and their mother sells crap CBD and nobody can, can tell. Um, so, you know, quality quality is nobody appreciates it because we're living in an age of mediocrity and i spit yes. in the face of mediocrity i spit in the face of mediocrity <laughs> i strive for excellence life is short and as a biohacker i'm about optimizing our biology not eradicating our immune system so you could see how they wouldn't want a chick like me
0: no well, well, that, well excellence that's i'm amazed you got a documentary uh made it all under this because mediocrity does reign i mean where it's it's an idiocracy so i mean you can, every, on. it was different
2: times gone. it was different times in 2009
0: well that's true that is because we're just yeah mediocre i guess is a kind way to put it but i mean <laughs> man our our the yeah. culture is just uh so it's 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 unbelievable what so i want i want to make sure i understand so basically you're in your investigation of uh george floyd you're basically looking into, uh, you You said about Trayvon Martin and everything, though. So you think there's some of these hoaxy type of elements, a lot of things that don't add up to it, clearly, right? I mean, there's uh, is there staging or whatever, Would you, I guess, is that what you're insinuating?
2: I'll put it this way for now, that I believe after all my investigation, one of the many multi-purposes is that it was even a, a duty, it was the duty to intervene live exercise but what is how it's like Reno 911 because because <laughs> yeah. and also they they compartmentalize the the characters I want to bring up Maurice who I thought was scum and who's in jail right now you know a month almost a month um there will be another trial and the truth is that George Floyd's name, is discussed every day in some form or other. And there's been 3,000 bills put in motion as we edge our way to this police state existence. So Maurice, the, the MPD recirculated old, old charges for five you know, four-year-old charges. I think it's because they want to keep him in prison. So I did an exclusive interview, which people can find. There's no shortage of content that I produce. Um, uh, on, On the anniversary of George Floyd's death, and then the next day they issued a warrant, and I lost track of him. And now I've been speaking to his family. And he said, you know, Mimi, on paper... I sound like a piece of shit, and then I pause, and I'm like, I know Maurice. I thought you were a piece of shit, but I'm. Um, but after speaking to him and connecting, I realize now that you yeah, know the MPD is corrupt, and there is racism in the system. And if anyone, you know, I called Benjamin Crump. I call this. Effing ambulance chasing shyster posing as a civil rights attorney, and I'm like, how mm-hmm. about how about Maurice's back life? Because Don, you tell me, is it bizarre that the Floyd family never met with Maurice? So he's like, regardless of what you think of me, wouldn't you want to meet the person that spent their last hours with your relative? For me, the answer mm-hmm. is yes. Yes,
0: I've been
2: mm-hmm. so. so why didn't they ever meet with him? Even at the funeral yeah. in Houston, one of the four funerals, you know, when I was burying my my uncle via Zoom, yeah. this guy was getting four funerals. That's the chapter. Yeah, there. how
0: about that? Yeah, they they, they, uh, they definitely uh, forgot all about the social distancing and all that. During that, uh, you're right. They did have multiple. Funerals. Now explain again to the audience exactly who Maurice is. Give, give the, the background on him again.
2: So Maurice Lester Hall was with George Perry Floyd that day, the Memorial Day. So the media lied and said that they met there coincidentally, but I have proof that they arrived there together. And Maurice had an outstanding warrant and did not give his identity. He escaped that day and he went to Houston On June 2nd, they arrested Maurice Lester Hall and um, he was charged as a fugitive out of state. June 3rd, they sealed the case. They dropped the charges and they found that Maurice Lester Hall had the beginnings of intellectual disability, which I had Mm -hmm. never heard of before. Mm -hmm. So basically mentally ill. Then the next day after that, he was doing Good Morning America, like all mentally ill Selling, sure. two,
0: of course, right, <laughs> right, and and the parent and this Floyd's family had no interest. Yeah, you that's that certainly seems like it should be. But you know, when you study these cases, you, I uh, mean, um, you know, the nine eleven case of the, uh, the the Todd Beamer phone call, his last phone call in flight ninety three, and he talks to the operator for like forty five minutes, and the operator says, "You want me to put you through to your wife?" No, that's okay. Really? Planes going down, yeah. Plane going down. I'll talk to an operator instead of my wife. I mean, come on. I mean, these these stories are filled with those kind of things. So that doesn't surprise me, but it obviously raises my antenna well, I, when you say I that. I
2: initially thought that well, I thought that he cut a deal with the government and he was going to be a key witness. So as the trial of Derek came closer they were not going to make him a key witness anymore because why they don't want to bring any attention to the fact that this guy, George was a career criminal and had tons of drugs in his system. And that was his friend and his drug dealer where he got his pills from. So as it gets nearer, he's now no longer a key witness and then he's forced to, testify on behalf of Derek, which he said no, of course, and pled the fifth. The way this is designed, whether it's like God's signature, like I say, is this just a a, a series of unfortunate events, Allah's limini snickets? <laughs> or could it truly be these many types of coincidences? So this is going to be a very juicy, juicy book. And I, I would Ask your audience to help me bring the truth. I think everybody likes. Um, I I I don't know. I grew up reading Agatha Christie and and um, watching Alfred Hitchcock. I, I still, my generation still read books, and yes. I like long long form journalism. Like I, I'm assigned to do a shorter piece, but next thing you know, I have four thousand words.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Well, that's good. You're real. You're doing real journalism, and that's. It's left for people like us who aren't professional journalists to do it because, uh, the, the so well, I'm professional. a professional
2: journalist, I have a degree. Well, well there you
0: Well, yeah. well yeah, but you're you're not the mainstream hasn't hired oh, yeah. you yet. Yeah, yeah, so no, I used
2: to work for MSNBC, I wrote for the Hollywood Reporter. Oh, and, you did uh, tell that's right. You told me that's Maxim Maxim and uh, Penthouse, well, what, and what Marie happened? Claire, and what my happened to you, Maryam. What, how did you, how did you, you're, you're right in the belly the of the beast. On Bayer. I blew the whistle on Bayer and I was mm-hmm. told if you go down this avenue, you better check your tires for by someone who went on. He was a state entomologist for Florida. I went on to work for Monsatan and then became Bayer. Yeah. Even during the making of the film in retrospect, one, I went to Germany and I interviewed a an anti Bayer group. And when I went to interview effing Bayer, they did not even let me record a conversation. I got Haagen-Dazs as a, as a, um, as a sponsor, and then a couple of weeks later, they're like, "Oh, are you going to say anything about pesticides?" <laughs> Never heard of them again. But I took their yeah. money like Robin Hood. That's
0: good. Good, you, you obviously take their money. So, so you obviously. When you see this, the pandemic that I call it the greatest psyop of all time that's been going on, this is being produced by those people. I mean, if you dealt with Bayer, I mean, Johnson & Johnson, and uh, you know, uh, uh, Pfizer, all these people that are right at the center of this, along with the World Health Organization, the CDC, these are all horribly corrupt. That's why I try to tell people, God, why, why would you believe anything these people are saying? They've been caught, they, they, the WHO was caught lying about the swine flu in 2009. I mean, they lie repeatedly. So yeah. what what are your impressions of that? Have you? Uh, I don't know what you're saying. I your sister-
2: was using the word "pandemic" in March 2020. I worked on "pandemic." My mm-hmm. girlfriend Denny Katz wrote it. Mm-hmm. it There's a pre-launch party today for Mickey's next film. Mm-hmm. So I've been covering. I thought it was Ebola. I started a series for Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, looking mm-hmm. at Ebola. Thinking she thought it was going to be Ebola. I even asked God to manifest a whistleblower. And I I manifested Jane Bergmeister through Celia Farber. And she also thought it was going to be Ebola. She was in um, Lhasa, Greece. And I was trying to help her. So I started a series. And I did a man on the street. think January 2020. And I called it The Virus That Didn't Cry Wolf. And I did it for... with with zach for alex jones and you can see me well i could hear zach's uh, mind of like what what is what is she talking about mm-hmm. this is what i was talking about so yeah i fled to costa rica and then i saw i arrived the same day as the coronavirus on march 6 2020 in uh, San Jose, Costa Rica, and then I saw the same crap being unfolded there. Like, oh, now we're gonna do community spread. Now we're gonna do snitch nation. The same crap. The same crap. Lockstep.
0: That's the whole world. Whole world. Yeah, I mean, and that's what's so frightening is that uh, I. I, That's what's so frightening. I said at the time, you know, within a matter of what, maybe two weeks at the most, the entire world was shut down, and they didn't need a single soldier. They didn't need a single cop. Without a shot being fired, I mean, people. You had know, some countries like Brazil, I guess, and Sweden that didn't. I mean, that were a little bit not quite as crazy as America and some others are, but everybody participated. You know, I've I've heard uh, a lot of expats go to Costa Rica. I mean, is there is there a reason why, it, why? I've heard before that's the place to go to Costa Rica, but you're you're telling me they locked down like everybody else?
2: Yeah, they they did initially. Uh, my heart, I still want to go back to Costa Rica, and God willing. That the crazy mob with the series that's coming out next week on Peacock Channel, um, called Shadowland. I think I shared it with you. They highlight my work, so I don't know. I, I don't have a temperature on the crazy mob because I literally we live in a different reality, and we live in different realities now. That this is the this is uh, this is the world that they've wanted. Will be relegated to the savage lands. I live in the savage lands, just like <laughs> Breaking new world. Well, how,
0: how do you, as far as what, what is your situation in terms of, uh, how does your family feel about what you're doing, your work, and, and especially as far as like the vaccination I and mean, everything? Because so many of us have been ostracized, and our, our families have become split because of that. What does, you do? does your family think you're crazy like mine thinks I am, or, or, or do they accept you and support you?
2: Yeah, don't know. My mom is uh, has Stockholm syndrome. Is vaccine injured? Even though in twenty twenty, I was telling her this is gonna happen. This is why the masks are happening. They're training you for the for the jabola, and uh, she got gaslit and bullied, and now has a permanent permanent. Respiratory system and a failing gallbladder, and doesn't even tell me the truth. I have a call that some people can you can go to my Gab channel and listen to me calling the FDA. So yeah, the FDA and Pfizer and um, filing a vaccine. And I said, "What do you do with this data? Do you share it with VARES? No. So why are you collecting the da- We're collecting data? Oh, I'm glad that my mom could be a lab rat for you. I'm so glad. Yeah. So my dad worked for Pfizer, Procter and Gamble, J and oh. J. I just have a stock. As a mechanical engineer, he's a God-loving human being that is too scared to go to a funeral, even though he's doubly jabbed." Because he, this is what he told me last time before he hung up on my on my face. Hmm. Everybody knows that the vaccine doesn't help stop transmission; just helps (laughs) stop serious illness. Like my own dad regurgitated (laughs) propaganda BS. Yeah, that's
0: that's the party line. Ah, I know it's tough. It's well, I'm sorry you're going through it. But most people, most people are there.'s I've been talked to a few people. There's families have been supportive, but. Who, Most of who time, has
2: exnayed you from your family?
0: Oh, well, you know, my brother died in, in January and uh, that was a horrible, and he died, uh, they claim of COVID, but it, he died of COVID protocol. He was perfectly healthy. He went in the hospital because he was a hypochondriac. He called an ambulance. I couldn't stop him. By the time he was in there, I never got to see him. He went in completely healthy and in two weeks he was dead. And uh, they claim it was from COVID, which is nonsense, but and they gave them remdesivir against my, I told, I told them not to give it, they went behind my back. So that, that really put a wedge. I mean, they already, my sisters and uh, uh, nieces and nephews, and I have a large family, they, they already, because all of them are vaccinated. And my, my, I'm not vaccinated, my kids aren't vaccinated. And so we already missed one wedding because of that. And uh, we'll miss more, I'm sure. One of my nieces didn't even come to my brother's funeral, so because I'm not vaccinated and you know they're not going to be any more holiday gatherings or anything as long as I'm not vaccinated, and I'm not
2: getting vaccinated so it's 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 horrible even, because even know. now, that's the thing even now like yeah. you know, I assigned to do a story all the times that this could have stopped like oh, when the six percent came out, when pandemic came out, surely now it'll stop surely now no.
0: Doesn't look like it ever is. I, I said, how long is how long is this stuff gonna last? I mean, <laughs> my sister just got COVID. I mean, she's okay, I guess, but uh, but you know, she's had all the jabs and vaccinations. And I said, you know, just I mean, don't you question this? I mean, it's not protecting you from anything. And again, it's 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 a cold. We know what it is. It's it's coronavirus. And and the big secret is they've never isolated. And they tell you they've never isolated any COVID nineteen strain, so they can't prove it exists. Yeah. So well, what are they testing for? They're testing for the coronavirus, which includes the common cold. So well, the vast majority.
2: of DNA, sorry. Yeah, and
0: and and, and you know, but mo- and most most people uh, carry that around with them anyhow. Plus the, the you know the PCR test is ninety percent false positive. Kerry Mullis said that you know before yeah. he died. Or, so we yeah. all know that, but people still believe it, and if we try to tell them about it, they just look at you like a coo. So it's it's I, it's, it's disillusioning.
2: I predicted that they would criminalize the fever and the cough, that they would weaponize the fever gun. This is I was talking about ventilator associated pneumonia. All in this is all 2020, January, I they killed me off of Twitter as early as March 2020. I told Zach, I feel that. Something aerosolized or in a vaccine is parlaying. This is a word that God gave me. I don't use parlay in my day-to-day ver- vernacular, and that it's parlaying with, with the 5G. Who is first. I even was training myself to use Cinco Geo. I was talking in code. This is 2020. Yo, I was lived on a test 5G street. I feel that mm-hmm. a lot of things happen to me, like Hunter S. Thompson become a little bee on the wall. Like, do these people know when I walked into to Rudy Giuliani's hotel, they have any idea who I am, like but my work, what I know, it's God puts me there. So and then I observe, I observe in regards, my uncle died, also of run, death is near. A.K.A. Remdesivir plus right. ventilator, and when he was he was not sick. My aunt had yeah. a stroke, and to be safe, they went and they got nostril raped. And then the day after, yeah. he developed a fever. He's eighty. He you know he's a pharmacist. He's a pharmacist, so of course he's taking blood pressure. He's overweight. Blah blah blah.
1: Right
2: goes in, and then I spoke to my dad and I said, "Are you going to give him?" This is again. This is. This is twenty late 2020. Are you going to give him remdesivir? So my my dad actually said, why are you asking so many questions? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm a journalist. I'm also yeah. a functional medicine professional from the mm-hmm. Institute of Functional Medicine. been covering health for more than 15 years. And I've been covering the Rona. And I was 12 hours a day, blow by blow. Of course, they t- took me off of Twitter because that's just like Judy Mikovitz. That's mm-hmm. her research. That was my research in chronolo- chronological order. When all the archival footage, all the reports that I wrote, that they just off me, and then, oh, we're going to co opt your Charles Lieber information. A year later, all the shit that I was saying about nanotech. So, n- what they killed me for in October 2021, I said, you'll see graphene oxide is the secret sauce. Where are you, Charles Lieber? 10 minutes later, gone.
0: Hmm.
2: Because of Charles Lieber, because of the nanotech, because of the graphene oxide.
0: Well, you've come a long way, uh, baby, from CNBC and, and, uh, uh I mean, MSNBC and, and the Hollywood Reporter. The I, 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 did you, when, when you were working for those outlets and you're in the middle of Hollywood, and I mean, I, I wrote a book about showbiz, my last book is about, so I, I've talked to a lot of the, uh, Older celebrities who used to be famous, they have been, you know, they're on TV shows and in bands long time ago. So, yeah. uh, so I, I've got a lot of these, those kinds of contacts, but um, what did you, and some of them, like, you know, one of my friends is uh, Susan Olson from the Brady Bunch who played Cindy and she's really awake politically. She's really, you know, she's out there. And uh, there are some, did you meet anyone when you're in Hollywood, especially do you keep in contact with any of those people? Do you know if any of them are? Cause they all seem sound asleep to me on this.
2: I keep, in, I keep in touch with Bill Maher.
0: Bill Maher. Wow. Okay. So what is he, well, he's made some kind of comments, but he impresses well, me. As I,
2: you. I, his, his, his doctor who doesn't ref, share his same vision and um, we mutual friends. And and actually Bill introduced me to his doctor so they can vet me and I was in the back seat of Bill's car and Bill's like you know your stuff I'm like hell yeah Mm -hmm. I know my stuff I mean Mm -hmm. my stuff I mean I don't know I don't claim to know everything by any means but so um yeah Bill but I have friends that work in Hellawood I mean my my friend my friend um is on a Eddie Murphy film, and Eddie Murphy wants everyone to wear a face diaper outside. <laughs> Even yeah, it's, if he's it's wearing cr- a, a face diaper in his Escalade by himself.
0: Oh, he's one of those boy. Yeah, I I, I pass them by sometimes, and I <laughs> I just want to say, I'd love to to say explain the science to me here. You know, why are you wearing a mask when you're in your own car by yourself? Yeah, but it's it's there are a lot of people out there like that, and it's this is created, I, and that's yeah. why. It, This is created, yeah. Well, no, you know, it's something even like George Floyd or any of these stories. You know how hard it is to try to uh, to uh, to buck the narrative and get people to to understand maybe they've been lied to. But something like this, this is the biggest lie ever told. This is a worldwide thing, as you noted. This is the greatest psyop in the history of the world. So people are so invested in it, and they 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 hate us. Even our families have have this is such bitterness. I don't think they're ever, no matter what the evidence is, I don't think they'll ever admit it because no, they don't want to admit that they were that stupid, frankly, and that they, uh, they fell for such an absurd lie.
2: Well, you know, this is a spiritual battle.
0: Yes, And yes, the is.
2: ego will be the detriment if I believe in reincarnation, if they want to come back and learn all their mistakes. As someone who's like a cat has almost died many times, I think seven I'm up to or six, I'm not sure. But uh, life is short. And I was told when I had my near death experience that I have an opportunity to learn all the lessons. And uh, I believe in mindfulness and being able to say I'm sorry, and developing EQ, I have a high EQ, clearly others don't, to be able to look at yourself and be able to say sorry to your own self even. And grow that this is so... I, I don't think anything now, maybe you can agree in your life, has prepared us for this. Meaning, I think it was all training. Yeah. My I minored in psychology. And the best class, one of the best classes that I took was the psychology of cults.
1: <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. And it really... I have an aversion to... Think doing things in a group like i even i went to i was in la went to some sh- some woo event and i don't know i don't recall her name at the but she was encouraging people to all pretend that they were elephants in a crowd and I'm like i don't even like doing the wave at a baseball game <laughs> i just so I, I i don't know are they npcs or are they devoid are they not inhabited i don't know I begin. I'm, I think that we're in a simulation now. It's very destabilizing, which again is the whole point. And you know, Don, this Tavistock book, which I've referenced in other interviews, the Tavistock Institute of Human Relations, this book is $5,000 on Amazon, and there's a reason why because they don't want you to know how it works and once you read this you can't go back sorry to say Woodstock Beatles it's all a fabrication yeah i've
0: i've heard that <clears throat> i've heard a lot of people talk about the um,
2: the it's Beatles it's two sides of the same
0: coin yeah all the music we love but uh, what what um somebody somebody was asking a question about what what is your relationship with you you've worked with Jim Fetzer he's a He's my old I contact from way back when no. in the JFK assassination forum days.
2: I do a show every Friday with him and Joe Olson. So you can see me on his bit shoot channel. Oh, okay. I did a show earlier, right, right before this show. Although I was a little bit, um, I was a little, I was not very as present as I, I would like to be. I, I think that this is very demoralizing. Someone asked me, how do you say sto- so strong? Well, I don't know what that means because I'm human and I, I'm i an empath. So I feel a lot. I, I would argue that I feel other people's feelings and transmute them. Um, it's just like the sadhus that's, that are on top of in, in India that are eating the corpses um, figuratively. It's like we're transmuting a lot of this. It's very dark stuff. And I'm a light person. And it's had an impact on me. Like what I find very one of the... One of the things that Klausi has said, which I read The Great Reset in June 2020 when it came out, he said, from here on out, it will no longer be before Christ and after Christ. It will be before corona and after corona. Yeah, yeah. How yeah. evil is that?
0: Yeah, boy, it's it's amazing, isn't it? It is a spiritual battle, as you say. and right? we, we talk about that all the time on here because whatever... And I hope more people turn to God or turn to the the light, because uh, this is darkness has really enveloped the world. I mean, this is all very dark, and uh, when you combine it with a lot of the uh, the craziness and the culture and everything, it just seems, uh, uh, you know, it's a very I don't know how you can ascribe that to anything other than darkness. And some of this, because I mean, this this kind of monstrous lie. I mean, how do you how do you perpetrate something like this? This is this is really, I think you call it a giant hoax on the world or whatever, but look at all that's happened. How many people died because of it? And I lost my own brother because of the COVID protocols. And there's there's so many things that have happened. So many families have broken up. So many businesses have shut down. People's livelihoods were destroyed because of it. I mean, how do you, I don't know how you can, as a human, I don't think any human force can can rectify that. I think that's a supernatural thing.
2: Yeah, I believe Don mm, that I would go as far as to say we've been taken over by uh, another species, and I I use the example or the analogy like if you eat meat, I eat meat, organic, yeah. non non factory farmed meat, but if you eat meat, are you evil? I mean, are we we are being farmed for our louche, for the slow kill. I was looking at an image and I did an Instagram post of just like, if you believe the earth is round, but I was looking at all the sal- satellites and in 2020 people don't know necessarily that they closed down all the world's telescopes and Elon Musk was putting all this satellite or Starlink or the government, whoever. Mm-hmm. So when you look at the globe, it has um, an electric fence, and we talked about this on the Divergent uh, podcast. That I was saying, it, does it cause a frequency fence? Does it cause like a real prison around the sphere, um, sure. or at least a lot of a lot of? It's a lot of. Um, I find it fascinating. The fascination with um, oh, we're gonna be fed bugs. There's a there's an actual movement to conserve parasites. Um, Scientific American's cover was all devoted to parasites. And I've taken a deep dive at parasites and people, you know, a small microscopic puppeteer can, can control and modify your behavior. You being the host. So it is possible. And I, I just wonder this fascination with the nanotech, with the, the black goo, what is, is this is, doesn't seem human. As early as 2013, yeah. I heard, I was hearing, well, two things. I was heard the zombies are here. The future is now. I was hearing is my, like my higher self or whatever. It's not my guides. I don't know. Um, do these people bleed red? And then I was hearing, this is like around the time of making the movie or finishing. There is an abyss that's being formed between the people who see and the people who don't. And I had no idea, and I was also being told to leave California. And I was like, "Oh, is it going to be an earthquake? Not communism."
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it, 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 you're right about the the insect thing. Is as and as the bee lady, you should you should have an interest in this. Um, <laughs> they're they're uh, it's amazing. All these they they're they're what I mean. I don't even understand what the agenda is there, where they're trying to get people to uh, turn to crickets and things like that, eating these things. Is it to just try to demean our humanity? What is, I mean, because we know they don't care about us. So this is not something where they think they're doing. And at the same time, there's preaching food shortages. Uh, you have two different airplanes that just happened to, by uh, defying all the odds, uh, crash into food storage plants right after they said that. Uh, a, bunch, yeah, a bunch of them burning down. I mean, uh, you know, th- right after they warned us. And and why are we having a food shortage? What, that makes no sense. There, there hasn't it's been Hegelian. an unprecedented.
2: It's all Hegelian
0: yeah it's it makes no sense and the same thing with I mean I've got lots of, of water stored up I urge everyone to do the same because i I don't know what these people are planning on doing but uh, you know there's I, I, how we could have a water shortage when you have huge bodies of water and you have desalination plants apparently they do they not know these desalination plants they've had for sixty years or whatever <laughs> California's running out of water i gosh, where could you get water from? I don't know. Who, if only we had some technology that was built in like 1960 or something. I mean, how, how can people question this? You know.
2: Well, yes. And also, once you learn that the food supply is poison, the food supply, food yeah. is thy medicine or food is thy foe. So if they're poisoning our food supply, why on earth would you ever trust a jab? And, uh, yeah, sure. you know, my, my family, you know, that, that call with my dad, when I he questioned she asked me why I'm asking questions, <laughs> and then I said, I want you to know that if you put him on a ventilator, eight out of ten people don't make it. And my dad literally said, I don't care what you have to say. And two days later, my uncle was dead. And they all think, just like with your dear family, that it's the Rona. My yeah. mom... Like, I have to be on the phone with her for an hour. And I'm like, mommy, you have Stockholm Syndrome. You have to, like, admit that your overlords damaged you. Oh,
0: it, know, it's, it, it's amazing. It's, it's, amazing. It's, it's, un, it's unbelievable. Stockholm Syndrome is, yeah, I guess that's the best way to put it. But uh, it's frightening. It really is because they had the capacity to – the fact that they could sell, like, and your dad regurgitated, and there's a man that should obviously know better – but uh, they're just regurgitating talking points. Uh, well, you know, we never, we never said the vaccine was supposed to stop. Well, that's that's what every vaccine that's supposedly, why. yeah, vaccine supposedly does that. That's the definition of a vaccine. But no, no, it just makes the symptoms milder. What? Because, I mean, and and look at the uh, how can they? How much longer can they? You know, Jeff Rents, I'm on his show every Monday, and he's he's constantly saying everybody that's vaccinated will eventually die. And you know, very well. Very, very soon. But uh, and uh, there the we know that the death rate is the insurance companies talked about last year went up 40 percent. Those age 18 to 64. They can't explain it's going to be higher than that this year. At what point do people you know, there's nothing else that's been added in the equation but the vaccine.
2: Exactly. I had a colleague on Facebook. This is when the vaccine first came out in a wheelchair in a face diaper. So her husband was rolling her out. And the caption says, I guess my genes caught up with me. The doctor said I had a stroke because I was dehydrated. And I'm like, what? What? Another person, another person whose husband died never had heart issues. And she's like, No, it's not the vaccine. So this is what they're banking for, right? Because it's a death by a thousand cuts. And wouldn't you think like if someone I'm open, I'm an open minded could say I'm wrong. I don't know everything. So if someone were to come to me, let's say when Dr. Artist came out and presented this snake venom aspect, it's like, The people within our community on the front lines chastised him, disinvited him from events. So I call it the piggy effect. Just like in Lord of the Flies, the -hmm. the kids set out to do something revolutionary. Next thing you know, they're throwing piggy off the cliff and they're doing the same shit that they tried to avoid. So... The point is, if 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 someone comes and says like, oh well, this is actually we're this we're not allowed to think anymore. We're committing thought crimes, and these pompous, brainwashed people. That instead of my father saying he, it all started like the last before he hung up on me. Why were you banned from Venmo? And and just to tell people, I'm banned. I was banned on PayPal in 2017. I got my first strike on YouTube in 2017. Now twitter this is my backup channel which they don't let me another game they play i was i had 2999 i had thirty thousand followers and i said can you help like get me to three they they're like oh yeah bitch we're gonna take away 700 from you next thing <laughs> next day i was back it's like just, uh, um, oh and ladders
0: yeah you know that guard uh, goldsmith was telling me the other day uh that uh Hey, are you, I I was following you. Now it says I'm not, and I've had other people tell me that too. That's what they'll do. They'll take your followers and they'll just unfollow. And I don't I don't check to see if I'm still following somebody. Most people aren't going to check that. And so that's one way they they hold down the numbers. They definitely do it. And they of course the shadow bands they shadow ban me on Facebook big time. I can't even. There's no point even. And
2: it must be bots. Yeah, it's all bots. yeah.
0: And it, it's horrible because it's this is all about. I talk about this uh, all the time. This is a, supposedly a, it's a marketplace of ideas, and they don't have any ideas. So it's it would be easy for any of us to destroy them and on in an intellectual marketplace because they don't have anything. They this they have stupid superstition and just an idiocracy. But the problem is they've rigged it so that the le- the playing field is so not level, so that we can't. Well, how do we compete with somebody on Twitter when? They won't let people see our tweets. They take away followers. Same thing with Facebook. They, I have the maximum amount of people there, but uh, I can't, I used to be able to post things and get hundreds of reactions. I can't now be, unless it's personal because they they don't, it doesn't go out. So that's, that's the thing is that, you know, we have Substack. You know, I, I, I don't know if you write there or not, but I write there. And so far that's been really good. But uh, there's- I will
2: after I'm done finishing this book. And
0: this, Rockfin, Rockfin is, you know, a, a great- uh, Free speech platform, of that. but even so, we have to get millions of people to flock to these to, to be able to compete with them, and it's it's so unfair because you look at people like you know, uh, uh, something like a Rachel Maddow or some of these people, especially on like MSNBC. These are just they're har- fair. yeah, and they're just horrible. They have they have nothing going for them at all. There's there's no charisma, no talent. They're just it's just so boring have and
2: it. brainwashed.
0: Yeah, and to, but people are. They turn on the TV. That's what's on. So you know, you put—I've said many times—you put any any of the podcast I go on or I have people on. Any of us given a, a platform like that becomes the number one show very quickly because people gonna hey, wow, I haven't heard that before, and they'll give it accreditation because it's coming across a television network instead of a platform like this. So it's uh,
2: that's why every once in a while there's an accident that happens, like a Princess Diana. And then they mm-hmm. off her, too, They uh, yes. because she has influence, real influence. And so you know, it was it was uh, I have footage, by the way, of Twitter removing followers, like res- like refresh. Oh, you take my 400. Well, they take away. I have it on camera as evidence. So there was it was it was I escaped to from China, Fornia. It was New Year's <laughs> Eve in Miami. I was by myself. I went to dance. And uh, I was high from dancing. I'm a dancer. I don't drink anything. I don't drink alcohol. And I saw a microphone and they were doing a man on the street. So I'm like, are you doing a man on the street? And I took the microphone. He wasn't expecting what was coming, but I said, "Pandemic and Sheeple and California. <laughs> and I set up the P-Lady, which they... R- r- they cut out the fact that I'm director of an award-winning movie yeah. and they made me a B like after I'm not the A lady, I'm the B lady, like <sighs> not eE and they made me yeah. look cuckoo, but it yeah. it's it ricocheted in their face. And I had thousands, it got 5.1 million views. Wow. And I, the comments, you know, sure. They were, it looked like I was on, I was very amped up and the way they cut it, it looked like I was snorting Coke. So <laughs> they, people started coming mostly because I said I've reversed lupus and I was 48 at the time. And I said, mm-hmm. I'm 48 years old. So people were like, how did you cure lupus? How did you cure yeah. lupus? Yeah. I didn't even know you could do a Facebook live. I went and I did it for, there was 4,000 people and I'm like, Oh, this is the way it should be folks. Yeah. Next day, go to do a live it it freezes. I'm disabled from doing a live.
0: Yeah, yeah. And
2: now yeah. back to like, oh, four people are watching me.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well that, and that's it. when I when I I try to stream this out in live in Facebook, and I I don't know. The, Svetlana was out here. I don't know how many people are watching on Facebook, but YouTube was actually working okay for me. But YouTube again won't let me live stream. They gave me strikes, and so I can't. Apparently, I guess I'll never be able to live stream the show again. And I, they were we were getting a pretty good audience over there, so. Again, it's not a level playing so, field.
2: Yeah, it's so it's isn't it hard enough to make it through the fray of garbage? Yeah. And now you're not even given a fair shot and there's nobody that's going to come to your to your rescue. So I really wonder who are the people that are propped. So they've closed down Chase bank account, Venmo, PayPal, yeah. GoFundMe, Instacart, Amazon, like you took my books away, you mofos. Then wow. I fought, I fought for it, for my books back because those are books that I purchased, and right. I'm constantly reading several books at once. So they re restored me. This was last year, and then they banned me again. But this time they let me keep my books, which shows me it's conscious. Yeah. You know what you're doing, and then the sure. whole line of like, don't bother to call, don't bother to write to us anymore. Because no one's going to even answer that they that's it's been that, and I've been trying to find a lawyer to get my Twitter data back, and they mm-hmm. cannot tell me what I did wrong because I didn't do anything wrong, and I'm enraged. You know, someone's like, yeah. "Just yeah. let it go." I'm not going to let it go that they took my data.
0: Well, it's it's censorship, and again, nobody. Nobody is speaking out against it that has a huge platform. Everybody should be speaking out against it, but you know the problem is that the other side at this point they believe in free speech, they relish in censorship, so they don't think you or me or anybody they think is crazy and wacko. They don't care. Well, yeah, you're crazy and wacko. I can't give you a platform. That's crazy, and and uh, this it's it's very distressing as a civil libertarian. To see this happen, but I don't see anybody in Hollywood speaking out for free speech. Uh, Nobody in politics outside, and maybe a few Republicans, but they're but they're only for their side. I something tells me that if they were in power, they probably would swat down somebody. I think
2: Bill Maher stands for free speech. He he stands for free speech regardless of um of agreeing or clearly hates Orange Man, but I believe he he he. uh, You know, it's TV. So even though it's HBO, I don't think that he's allowed to say. I mean, I wrote early on before the vaccine, I wrote a piece on the emerging case system or caste system in Hollywood Mm -hmm. because I had a friend. If you saw Songbird 2023, that was a meaning he got COVID. So he had natural immunity. And what the studio was doing is like, oh, we're going to give you $75,000 a week for testing. Oh, this person, this person, this person, they're safe. We're going to pocket the money because yeah. we're crooks. We're running a scamola. I met yeah. someone in San Francisco and I was also talking about Mullis in early 2020 and, and and colleagues with Celia Farber who covered AIDS, HIV. It's the same playbook. I covered Zika in 2016 where the pandemic impresario, that's what I call Fauci was, was also in involved in that. So the guy I'm like, you know, that PCR test doesn't work. Right. He's like, yeah, I know. Then he paused. He goes, but I'm making so much money and <laughs> I didn't say anything. And he goes, nice. he's like, I feel bad. I said, You know, and and I had fibroids removed last September. It's the only time I've I've committed to nostril rape because they the surgeon called me at home and said I am bound by the institutional policies and I will not be able to advocate for you. Literally said that to me because I said I've had MRSA in my nostril passages and I am allergic to all antibiotics so i'm not able to take a risk and so they told me you're shit out of luck and instead of preparing myself for surgery i they told me you need to get a a letter from an ear and doctor expert with a week left from surgery so i'm like oh yeah mofos i'm gonna get you three letters i can't get you the ear and doctor but i'll get you three letters so instead of like getting in a chill space i'm scrambling to not get nostril raped right and despite the three letters don they didn't care and then i called the three 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 asymptomatic testing center in san francisco oh yeah what's the cycle threshold oh lab you don't know other technicians (laughs) you don't know surgeon i don't
0: know that yeah and and the biggest joke is that the, the, the nostril thing is a joke because they know they could, they could give it to you orally where it's not painful at all. But they, they only do that for, I, I have a feeling if you're in the know and you have power, you, you take that stupid test. You don't, you, don't, you don't have something jabbed up your nose. I don't think that. I think that's for the I, common riffraff.
2: I did not get full on uh, probed. I did th- th- I went in and it was this BS 10 this way 10 this way la. Blah, blah, blah. and she stepped out and I was like oh, I'm just going to help myself to a swab I'm going to send it to Carrie Medday and we're going to look to see what's underneath at these medieval cl- cleaving uh, fibers and uh, I brought oregano oil and coco- and some coconut mixed in mm-hmm. and afterwards treated my nostrils but I was and uh, I was concerned. I was concerned. I have friends that have gotten hundreds of those because they work in Hollywood.
0: Yeah, I would not be able
2: to do that.
0: Yeah, and it's it's just pointless again. It's not even necessary. But uh, they, it's just one of the. I don't know if they want to humiliate people like that, but the, the whole thing is so stupid. So you, so we we've got this going. Obviously, we're in the midst of this. You're 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 still trying to. The George Floyd book has been finished, but you're trying to. No, I'm
2: not done. I'm not done.
0: Oh, I thought you said it was, so. It hadn't been no, published. No, no,
2: I'm not done. Oh. I have a publisher, but okay. I am scrambling because I'm. I, I have a show myself, and I interview people, and I'm interviewed, and it takes a lot of focus. It's been a year that I've been working on. I have, I have uh, 500 pages, and uh, about but I have about four chapters left.
0: Okay, so you got that um, and, but you're also making a documentary about it there, right?
2: Yes, yes. I'm very, very grateful. My editor is amazing. And it was late at night, and the person I had before that I thought was a friend just basically sat on it for six months and then gave me a version that wasn't even synced. And it was late at night, and I... I was like, I need to manifest someone who is, I'm in the deep bowels of George Floyd. Right. So oh I don't God. have, I've had, um, an editor look at the footage I have and tell me that they just finished crying. And I'm like, Oh, a white guy has to go and and recover in his safe space. And then tell me that he's not telling the Brown girl that he's not going to take the ca- the, the project because he doesn't want, because of ethical reasons. like, Dude, this has nothing to do with racism. And Keith Ellison Mm -hmm. went on 60 Minutes at the end of all of this and gave a big F you to the world and said this had nothing to do with racism. So I'm very, it was late at night and I was watching a documentary on George Floyd that I had already watched. And I approached the editor and told him my budget. And I, I love working with him. It's uh so that that will be hopefully finished by next month, and we'll see what Candace Owen brings forth to the world. I have um registered my projects with the Library of Congress for copyright because chances are that people have lifted my intellectual property.
0: Sounds like now Candace Candace Owen is her is her documentary out
2: yet? No, it's not the no. same as mine. I it's a particular oh, I, angle. However, yeah. and she's not here to really tell you 100 truth, so it's okay.
0: Well, I mean, I, I just get. I mean, I like. Uh, yeah. I think she's fine. Fine. She gives a different perspective, especially being black. But I would guess because she's kind of a main, fairly mainline conservative. She's a gamekeeper. Yeah, I my my guess would be her 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 spin on it will be that uh, the police were actually not at fault. I, or something like that. They would be trying to excuse the police. And I, 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 I could be wrong. And I apologize to her in advance if that's not it. But I don't think she's going to go into any kind of hoaxy type of... Ask the questions you are. You know, that. No. Uh, where, I, I, no. I don't think she's going to be asking those kind of questions. But
2: uh, No, but I don't have... I'm not the daily wire, right? So if the, if the editor... Right. Uh, we brought my trailer to her. People who were helping me before she was making a film... And then she announces that she's making a film and then the Derek's appeal lawyer says, I want to see the rest of it and tells me that I'm not able to interview Derek or Carolyn or Michael, the parents. And then I learned that, oh, but you gave Candace an interview.
0: Yeah, exactly. Me, Chris in the me? chat room says you you are the you are the hornet's ankles, whatever that means. I can compliment that.
2: I don't know. I'm no. <laughs> the, Hornet. I guess I, I'm I'm a bee. Well, I'm that's bee I man. guess
0: that's a I guess that's a cut on the bees. What 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 is the expression that you're the bees knees or the bees? Remember the old expression? Yes. So
2: what does he saying? The bees I'm knees. A knees. You're
0: the you're the hornet's ankles. I guess it's a play on that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't
2: know, so. okay. Okay. Got it.
0: I think he meant it as a compliment though. So, uh um, so, so where do you, where do you, so at this point, where do you see, uh, you seem like a fairly optimistic person. I and mean, most of us are so,
2: uh-huh.
0: <laughs> for, for no. most of us, well, I mean, you, you, kind of see, I mean, yes, you know, I mean, I'm a
2: positive half full person, half glass. Yeah.
0: Thing. Yeah. You, you seem to be, and you know, people I, I'm, you know, I'm, I couldn't be more pessimistic. I wish I wasn't, but, uh it's just what has happened in the last two years with the, with the pandemic that put me over the edge because it's just so disillusioning to watch. You know, I always knew we were outnumbered, but I didn't know we were outnumbered to this extent that, you know, there's we're we are really, really in the minority. And, uh, just look at it. I mean, it's just, we have, there's nobody in a position of power that is arguing about, uh, the, I mean, it, Republicans kind of grumbled about the, the mandates and you see, uh, a little bit of pushback, but nothing certainly. And, and, you know, I think, again, the most important problem at this point in terms of uh, for our legal system is the fact that those J6 defendants have been in prison for a year and a half and they've been denied all due process. And nobody, nobody except people like me on the platforms I have, nobody's protesting against them. In the old days of the ACLU, they would have been uh, standing outside the prison and uh, you would have had uh, <clears throat> a bunch of.
2: ACLU It's also top of stock and they any yeah. NAACP yeah. tavistock
0: sure sure Well, tell tell us about what what you because we've all heard of tavistock so what, what is the history of tavistock when uh when did how was it founded and so they are basically it sounds like they're basically creating giant psyops if you say the beatles and mm-hmm. people like that were that and any NAACP ACLU there so there it's it's basically they're they're controlling they're creating opposition and controlling
2: it I have was created in 1921 came out of um, it came out of the Wellington house and all these basically even the counterculture movement it's all for divide and conquer and they're not I'm just looking to pull up actual thing to read to you it's it's not about short-term success it's about I want to read the long range. One second. They have a term for it. Long directional. Mm. Sorry, bear with me. I apologize. Well, it's basically a psychological operation on the world. And whether... Um, just looking to, to read something. Everything like TV, TV that was created that that was to program the people, the the Rockefellers, the the Ro- Rothschilds, um, C.F.R. All these organizations, Brave New World, Adolfs Huxley, it's all a production. So early on in the Rona, I I was shown, I saw pages being dispersed and i was saying you know it's political theater it's political theater but now i've as far as being positive i i am i really do think it's very difficult to pierce the veil and that the people who have tried like a jfk are assassinated and perhaps he's a production of establishment but then along the way thinks because of this power he thought that he could do something different naively and when they killed him they say it wasn't so much as king killing their catholic king so much as killing a portion of of humanity killing someone there just like with 9-11 right change things changed after 9-11 And this hocus pocus on the world. You know, early on, my mom, I was in the jungle and and she's like, but Miri, how can the whole world be lying? And then she paused and she said, how about Fauci? (laughs) And there you have it, right? There you have it. How could the whole world be lying? Yeah, how about it? It's too fantastical. Well, now maybe when they're talking about their new world order, it's not shy. I mean, the executive order that not about the new world order, but but the the biotechnology, this transhumanist, you know, early on in 2018, I was part of a food politics mailing list. And I wanted I was like, you know what? I think that the endocrine disruptors to myself, the endocrine disruptors and the estrogen mimickers are probably lending this is before you know Alex Jones talking about the, the, the frogs, the gay frogs, yeah, yeah, yeah right, cuisine, and the people. This is before woke culture, before cancel. Everyone shamed me. Anyone who wanted to shame me did did it publicly, and I was just wanting to explore. And then the one person said, "Are you saying? Are you saying my kid is toxic?" And I said, honey, we're all toxic. Are you kidding me? You're born with 200 plus, a baby's born 200 plus chemicals coursing through the umbilical cord. Uh, It was was too much to fathom. But the transgender agenda is part of the transhumanist agenda. It's part of like, I will be genderless and I will be happy. I'm a zero and a one.
0: Yep. It's about stopping the breeding. Uh, that's that's it's, everything that they're doing is, is to try to stop people from having babies. I, I think it looks to me like that way. Stephanie Green says that uh, she and I are the king and queen of pessimism. <laughs> okay. Well, somebody, hey, maybe the king of something. Uh, there's, there, there's a question for you. Do, you you've made a, a documentary about the, the Ark of the Covenant too. You've done that as well.
2: I, I was in, I hosted a documentary for TLC on the Ark of the Covenant, and that's what brought me to my motherland. Because I'm half Egyptian, half Greek. And yeah, I was. I
0: was going to ask you about your this because you you seem very exotic, and you have this kind of nice. you, you kind you know, this accent that's kind of exotic too. So you're half Egyptian and half Greek.
2: It's a French accent. French okay. is my first language. Okay, and uh, which is awesome that I write in English. I don't think in French, even though it was my first language. They say you think in the, your first language. But yes, the Ark of the Covenant. I went to Egypt. I picked up an entity in a tomb, which is a whole other story. And uh, I really disliked the Middle East. I used to be a digital nomad. So I built Honey Colony in Greece. I was living in Greece four months out of the year and um, taught in Rome, studied in Rome food politics. I, I lived... I was living, I lived in the French Riviera in Cannes. I had a beautiful, beautiful life. And and honestly, I'm not even able to listen to music from that time. I'm not able to see pictures. My heart hurts so much because I was, I was a traveler. And uh, I'm not, I, I really, when I left C- Costa Rica and I came back to go to American Priority Festival in Miami and be with conservatives and to vote thinking it made a difference so I was in a bubble when I came when I was going from deep in the jungle four hours to San Jose I must have peed asked the cab driver to stop 10 times to pee on the side of the road to go back into the matrix and I remember driving with the beach on my left and thinking like I can't believe that after six months, it's easier for me to be in the jungle. It's way simpler of a life, but I had fiber optic internet, and um, go, went back into the matrix. And, and now I wonder. I think that I I will need a chaperone. Not someone's like you need a chaperone in the in jungle. I'm like no, I'm fine. So you were
0: by I, you were, you were living by yourself in the jungle.
2: I was with Zach, and then he left, okay. and I was by myself, but i've I've been going to Costa Rica and I did an ayahuasca ceremony before Trump came into power. I was in Corfu at a festival, and um, I was told, get your passport, become a citizen before Trump comes into power. It wasn't like if Trump comes into power, it was before Trump gets right. into power. so yeah. I have my my passport and but i'm just i'm just frightened to to um navigate the matrix like to go back i even i had an appointment with the government in costa rica to become a resident so i i think that my my higher self wants to go back i want to be in a place where there's more god more nature than I, i'm yeah, I don't know right. where
0: where would where would that be nowadays because God is certainly being forced out of in Costa Rica because God's being forced oh. out of America. There's no question God, about that.
2: I, for me, God <clears> is nature is 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 nature. Sure. It's, not a, it's not a church. So I had boars in my backyard and giant hamsters and butterflies, and to me that's. In, and not everybody accepted in the jungle. The jungle spits people out. It's not an easy place. <laughs> it's not an easy place. Well, but- did you have
0: like? What's your, this is Coaster. Aren't there like maybe jaguars or leopards there or something? Don't you have things like that or some kind of big cat? I'm sure, right?
2: I would love to see a big cat. A no, cat, no big cats. Okay. I there are big cats. I just haven't. There there was some sightings, but I d- haven't personally seen. It a big cat. I saw snakes and lizards <clears> and frogs and <throat> and boars. Like I said, I had sure. boars in my backyard.
0: Oh, Car- Carolyn here. Carolyn Goyt is here. Good to see you, Carolyn. She said, uh, what did she say about tr- lupus? Hold on. She said, uh, <laughs> lupus? lupus. I'm sorry. Don't you think you, okay. Uh, I have to talk to this gal about lupus. There are always solutions. I, well, you seem to have solved it. So I, um, uh, She says, Carolyn says, isn't the Ark of the Covenant in Ethiopia?
2: Yes, I was. uh, Well, we think, right? I I don't have proof. I was in Egypt because the angle was talking about um, Akhenaten being Moses and looking at the Ark of the Covenant being a capacitor, a battery that got the people out of Egypt. So
0: Good to see Faded Reality and Hugger. Hug, hugger says, uh, ask Miriam about food production. She is known in the holistic health community and is a great source of knowledge.
2: It's poison. I mean, I don't want to say. It's faux food. It's faux food, and I'm a food Nazi. I walk my talk and um, my vice is a um, smoke pot. I don't drink. I, I just I want to leave because I there's this even where I am now, there's not a lot of access to organic food. I don't want to be poisoned in the water, in the in the air, in the soil. It's sanctimonious. It's 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 blasphemy. It's blasphemy, it's dumbing us down. You can find studies that show that clearly people are losing IQ points, clearly. Yes, and yes. I want to preserve, I just thought like I'd live a life where we try to better ourselves and we grow. And we're such amazing creatures, species. Like when I was told you have lupus, here's some Celexa, here's some prednisone. there's no cure, your body's attacking itself, bye. How, how destructive to, um, and I said to myself, well, if, I, if my, I cannot trust my own body, who can I trust? And in reality, it was after vanishing of the bees, ironically. I am be, a bee. I'm an environmental indicator. I have multiple chemical sensitivities. I was at an a, a environmental fa- film festival. And I thought they were using where I was before the festival in, in a condo. I thought that they were spraying. I thought they were using a leaf blower. And I went outside to tell them to stop. And the guy turned around and I got a whole waft of chemicals, and then months later, I could barely walk, and I was told I have lupus. And I and and I did not prednisone. I didn't take their, their um Maybe it wasn't Celexa. It was another drug, and I took six years to reverse. And I have an ebook that's on Amazon. I'm not on Amazon, but my ebook is. <laughs> yeah.
0: So did you you just use uh, vitamins, exercise? I mean, what did did you?
2: It's outlined. Okay, It's a whole host of of things that I did. And as a functional medicine professional through the Institute of Functional Medicine, I sit with people. My expertise is autoimmune and mold because I've had lots of incidences of mold and I have an HLA, genetic SNP, so I'm not able to... Detox from it. So, I, I have a lot of things in my arsenal that I work with. And I get a lot of people who finally, I had one woman, for instance, that was on all these types of meds and it was con- what I was telling her. And then she went away for a year and she's like, okay, Miriam, Mary- I'll do whatever you say. And in that first week, she lost weight. She felt better. And uh, she finally, a lot of times it's about, weaning them off the damage you know reversing all the damage that's yeah. been done yeah through, through western medicine rockefeller medicine
0: oh absolutely so but you, i have
2: the ebook is like a couple of dollars on amazon on how a digital nomad reversed their autoimmune condition we're gonna
0: to have to give you plenty of time at the end because you've got so you you're gonna have a bunch of links to give out because you've uh i, I you've think been,
2: i gave you a link that it's one link and then it's all the links together and then
0: I, well, that, we, we, I want you to give it out. Cause that was in my email there. I mean, we can put it in the show notes, but I mean, if you want to, if you want to make sure you say it,
2: what do you mean so, you want me to spell it out as opposed to p- put it in the chat
0: here? No. Well, yeah. If you, text? if you can put it in the chat, that would be good if you can do it. Yeah.
2: I can't do it in the public chat, but I just put, I mean, my main I'm um, request is to even give me five bucks for my, for to pay my expenses to pay the editor and i've literally put a thousand plus hours into this book
0: well where can people where can people go to to contribute to that
2: i just put it in the private chat
0: oh you put in the private okay okay
2: if send go forward slash miriam hinane but i find if if you can you know i i raised a million dollars to like yo I've made a film that's been seen around the world, translated mm-hmm. in 13 languages, won awards, was number one on Netflix before Obama moved in, and I'm not able to get to $5,000, let alone 15 measly dollars to just yeah. cover my costs. So you can buy an advanced copy on georgefloydreview.org and you could go to give, send, go, and uh, give whatever. I tell people that in her six-week lifespan, a honeybee will only produce a quarter of a teaspoon of honey. So when you look at a jar of honey, consider that every drop counts. So everybody can make a difference.
0: And it took a lot of bees. Yeah, that's it. well. And, you know, I, one thing I, th- I think if people... And when we talk about climate change, it's it's such BS because no, nobody says the word ecology anymore. Nobody talks about really environmentalism. It, it, climate change is something about control, but there's definitely something going on with the ecology because I know just there every year I see fewer and fewer. I don't know how many bees I've seen this summer. handful maybe. I mean, I, I you know, I used to see them you know constantly. You're out when you're out playing as a little kid, you have to make sure you know. I mean, I I I remember. I think I got stung three times in one day. One time, just out being. But uh, luckily, I'm not allergic to them. But uh, what? And I I imagine that's what you 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 talk about in the documentary. But yeah,
2: yeah, 300 hours put into 87 minutes. Again, so much work, five years of my life to make this beautiful movie, and it was like on the heels of my accident of getting hit by an SUV and dragged 50 feet and asking God, please, God, please use me to be in service and give my life purpose. And then the beast flew into my life. And every day I realized that I am a precious being because I have a good heart and intact intellect and and, uh, EQ and that we need to, to support real journalists who are paying attention to details and are actually care and have good work ethic. I see other people's work ethic and it's not up to snuff. It's just <laughs> not up to my snuff.
0: Well, you said you're a perfectionist and that, you know, I don't know how many perfectionists there are to have uh, any kind of high profile positions now. It certainly, it seems like everybody's just mailing it in. You know, that's ah, good enough. You used to have a, a, a expression that's good enough for government's work for years. And it seems like everything in our society is good enough for government's work. You know, okay. That's eh, good enough. You know, we don't have to.
2: Oh yeah. One, I was working with a graphic designer because there's a part in my movie and she goes, you don't have, why are you so specific? <laughs> you don't know me, honey. I'm a Virgo <laughs> rising six planets in Capricorn, uh, Gemini moon. Uh, what? Like that saying, Oh, it's good enough. No, it's not. No, so yeah, this this book, if someone reads my work, like writing is hard, meaning like if you're really into prose, there's no shortage of crap writers. Um, Mm -hmm. But to do proper investigation and do FOIA and and actually ask the right questions and actually pay attention and, and do the work to, you know, like I had suspected Maurice was a snitch again, using my intuition. And I did a FOIA. And I was like, oh, my God, I have the proof that he was a snitch. There was a phone number. And he picked it up. And he <laughs> thought I was a reporter with the Washington Post and tried to sell me footage of him and George Floyd at Chuck E. Cheese.
0: I wish the Washington Post had reporters like you. <laughs> you're, you're, you're the kind of reporter we should have. Uh, thank you, Fade Reality, for the tip. Uh, I, boy, you, you've you been very generous over, over the uh, months, that's for sure. Australian Ben says, hi, Donald. Please thank B Lady for being such an amazing empath. Her testimony has been very refreshing and super necessary. And he has a question. Ben's from Australia. He's been, he's been a big supporter um, on, uh, of mine on Twitter. Is it correct to say that the Tavistock Institute has mastered the behavioral sciences in regards to mind control? How has their multi-decade propaganda shifted global awareness?
2: Well, what comes to mind, Ben, when you say that, when you ask that, is that they've been able to infiltrate both sides and regional. So it's this slow creep, and it's about the long-term strategy where they say the 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 main families, let's say behind Tavistock or the people pulling the strings, that it's not about short-term, So they're patient, right? This is a new world order that they want to usher in. So what comes to mind is that they've infiltrated regional and also established this environment where speaking out is frowned upon, which was, you know, things like, let's say, snitch nation. And of course, I think, well, in with the pandemic. And and with things, how it's all they're all running, they're all running experiments. It's all like chapter seven of Billy Boy Gates' latest book is called Practice, Practice, Practice. Mm-hmm. And he even details the different types of exercises. So we're constantly doing different experiments, collecting data and comparing notes, and then doing it again. And when Mike Pompeo on on March 13th, I believe it was March 13th or March 23rd, 2020, said, we're we're, we're in a live exercise to Trump. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then I interviewed shortly after the legendary John Rappaport. I was uh, yes. like, I agree. I agree with you. So I don't know if that answers y- your question, but it's been slow, methodical, and playing both sides. You know, like, let, let's say that uh, Travis Scott – it came to me last week. I'm like, oh my God, that's a play on Tavistock. Travis Scott. His real name yeah. is Jacques. His real name is Jacques.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: And this that one our- was sorry?
0: No, I was gonna say I see my producer Tony's there. and if he he usually comes in at the end. yeah, have- I don't know if you have any questions, Tony. I assume you've been listening. This uh, fascinating we've been all over the place and lots and lots of stuff to talk about. It was a great Tony. show. It's a great show, good content. Thank you. Oh, she's, she's a fascinating, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't have you
2: describe you. Well, you know what? I'm like, because every day there's more and more zombies, so then the, they don't like shiny things. The cabal does not like shiny things. <laughs> no. I can cause some damage, and I know it now, but guess what? You got me on uh, mainstream television in a docu-series. So it's going to backfire in your faces and my strategy of restoring my, myself because you tried to silence me. I fucking refuse to be silenced. Excuse my life. Is,
0: is, is this the series on Peacock?
2: Yeah, it is. That,
0: that's coming. Nick, talk about that because I have Peacock. I definitely want to watch it. It starts next week. Tell us about that again.
2: Can you, sh- can you share the screen or no? Can you show it your audience?
1: I don't think we can share the screen, but if you've got, uh, if you want to send the link in private chat, I can throw it up on the screen. Did you already do that? No. Yeah, just put the link to the where you want it to go, and I'll. And
2: then then I can comment on it. Okay. I hope that. um, Yeah, my. uh...
0: Yeah, we watch Peacock sometimes. I'll definitely watch that.
2: One second, sorry.
0: I no problem. Yeah, so it's, uh, but uh, it's, you say, Tony, we discuss uh, George Floyd, January 6th, the Vanishing Bees, show. the Ark of the Covenant.
2: We didn't talk about Charlie, Charles Lieber, but that's okay.
0: Okay, okay yeah. I
2: to... Wait, I've shared it, I shared it, Tony, in the private chat.
0: I see, I just pulled it up. Let me move it over here to the main okay. screen. And we'll, uh... So if you have Peacock, uh, check this out next week. Start streaming there if you have a. All the apps, there you go. A conspiracy theory is a
2: theory that there is someone. It's very low the volume. Yeah.
1: There are wealthy, powerful families that control everything.
2: The Nazis are coming. They're here.
1: Six minutes.
0: You devil-worshipping Satanist (laughs) witch! The rule of law in this country has been eliminated!
2: There's money to be made here.
1: People are dying that don't need to. They are
2: trying to manufacture anger. I lost everything I ever worked for. I miss my dad all
1: the time. This is really pulling people in. I'm never gonna talk to him again.
0: Shadowland. Now, do you, do you think that just it, it it do you think it's coming at uh, from a standpoint of making fun of conspiracy people? I kind of got that, you know.
2: Well, I'll tell Suggestion. You I the uh, it's premiering at the Atlantic Festival in Washington D.C. next week. None of mm-hmm. the people that are appearing in the series, and I appear in all six of them have been invited. The event is full of woke speakers. And get this. Fauci is having a... They're having a soiree about Fauci's legacy. They're going to break for happy hour. And then they're going to show the docu series. And then guess what? What? This event brought to you by Pfizer. <laughs> so it's the ultimate F2 for me because if they came to me and said, would you like to appear in a series that's sponsored by Pfizer? So I don't know. I I flew my beekeepers to the UK when our film came out to not have the people and not give them the benefit of the doubt. Christopher Key Vaccine Police is uh, gonna crash the event. I'm not going. I did ask him if we can do a live but I don't
0: think he'll get far, right? Well, you're, 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 you're definitely out it, Tony, Do you have any questions for Miriam?
1: No, I mean, you guys covered so much, and you're, you're right at the end of the show, so I don't want to get into anything. I've, I've listened to her many times. She's been on Charlie Robinson's show and other podcasts that I listen yeah. to. She's always amazing. Yeah. So great, great show. I, I didn't didn't know you would do two hours, and I was like, I might jump in. I didn't and know I, either. Yeah. Well, oh, you
0: you were, you had so much to cover. I just figured Thank you know, you, know we
1: we'll just keep going. We'll Tony. Keep oh,
0: going. So uh, so give out your uh, all all your links again. Oh Whatever. Just give them out. And t- Tony, we'll put some in the in, in the uh, description of the show too. But. You got it.
2: Yes. Please please help me bring the truth out. I've got the goods, and uh, hopefully my life will be kept safe. And so you can go to give, send, go. Forward slash Miriam Hinain. I'm not suicidal, and uh, and uh, you can go to Gab TV. I'm a bee lady on Twitter. I would love to screw up their algorithms, and uh, I mean, I I'm on Rockfin. I have a show called Truth Lives Here. Oh, I you're just, on Rockfin too. Yes, I just interviewed. I forget his last name. Apologies. Osvaldo. He is the author of a book called the Mexican cartel doesn't exist. It's a fascinating conversation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I have a interview. I believe next week is Andreas Kirtis was fascinating. Um, fascinating. So I have a show once a week, 11 a.m. Eastern on Fridays. And, uh, I would love your support to keep going. I just published a story on activist post about Charles Lieber, the nanotech king that has a trial coming up in January, but guess what? Nobody's following him. So kudos, you know, it gives me an advantage because he is responsible for 66 plus patents. I know Clay Clark talks about him. Yeah. Uh, Clay, Clay and-
0: Clark's going to be back on back on our show Uh it's either next week or the week after that, I checked my calendar, but he, yeah, he's going to be back on here too.
2: That's awesome.
0: Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so but you know, you've been a fantastic guest. And uh, thank
2: you. I will be speaking also in October, October, I believe, 7th at American Priority Festival at the Trump Doral. And I will be talking about Charles Lieber, 5G, and the jab and how it all connects, pun intended.
0: Fantastic. Well, Miriam Heinen, again, you know where to find her. Uh, she's we we covered a variety of subjects. She's always she's kind of like a Renaissance lady. You know, when, when, you, when, you, when, you, when you when you when you came into my uh, Twitter Spaces, boy, you, you kind of took it over by storm. Everybody was fascinated by you. So, again, thanks so much for being here. I wish you the best of luck. Thank and, you. Uh, keep Thank keep you. fighting the fight. We got to stick together. Thanks everybody for listening to I Protest. Thank you. Take care.
2: Thank you. Thank you both.
0: Thank you, Marion.